and celebrating and honoring transgender and non-binary people, I want to be clear that I love many people who identify as such. I do see gender as a continuum and not as an either-or binary. I see gender coming in many expressions and identities. At different times in my life, or even in my day-to-day, -day, I might identify with more feminine or masculine identities. Even in 1843, our own Margaret Fuller said, male and female represent the two sides of the great radical dualism. But in fact, they are perpetually passing into one another. Fluid happens to solid, solid rushes to fluid. There is no wholly masculine man, no purely feminine woman. I look at Margaret and think that is an illustration of the melting of gender. Even with our best intentions, if we talk about people when we are trying to educate about a particular group, we often get it wrong. One of the best practices of social justice is to let the voices of people we aim to learn about be the ones whose voices we share. Thus, my sermon today was culled by me, but the words and ideas all come from transgender and gender non-binary congregants, religious educators, ministers, seminarians, and supporters of Unitarian Universalism and the ideals of our faith. So today I share with you trans voices, what they want us to know about them. Being gendered correctly with pronouns we, we request reduces the risk of suicide by half, says Unitarian Universalist minister, Pastor Elizabeth Mount. They continue, the risk of suicide in trans people goes up by 40% after interactions with hospitals or clinics where their gender identity is not respected. Using people's pronouns and respecting their identity is not about being correct or your personal feelings and theories about gender or whether you even believe us. It's a basic do no harm protocol, they say, because your use of language has power to cause distress, which may lead to death. If you're a UU who believes in our principles and believes people are worthy, don't use language in ways that make people's lives measurably worse. My dear friend and colleague, Reverend Christy Lundford, shared with me, transgender transition is not from A to B. In fact, it doesn't have to be surgical at all. Transition has nothing to do with sexual identity, or attraction, and it does not change a transgender or gender non-binary person's partner's identity. Christy says, I am trans and most comfortable in the lesbian community, although I appear to most as male. My wife and I describe our relationship as queer. Christy says, sometimes people with other marginalization feel alienated hearing about focusing on transgender issues. 
I'll pause and say I know some of you told me that today before the service. Christy goes on to say that they really love and respect all the identities that came into highlight before them. Christy says, I could not be where I am today had it not been for the sexual revolution of the 60s and the women's rights movement. Fighting for freedom to choose to be who they are, where they are, that created ground for me to be who I am. A lay leader who I've done political training with, Paula Sophia Schooner, who's also a licensed therapist, had been ordained as a minister in the Episcopal Church in the Diocese of Oklahoma, and sometimes guest preaches in UU pulpits. She told me, I've come to view transition as a sacramental journey an outward expression of an inward spiritual grace. The grace in this case is truth. Truth to be true to ourselves, to stand before humanity as we might stand before God. When I hid in a dark closet, I was hiding my light and my light of truth. As I struggled toward coming out, I knew that the darkness would eventually engulf my light, leading me deeper into darkness of depression, <coughs> violence, and suicide. Paula says, Matthew chapter 5, 15 teaches us that we do not hide our light, our lamp under a basket, bushel, or bowl. We, we, are to be the light of the world, but we cannot do so if we cannot be ourselves. I was talking with a local, local youth congregant who identifies as both trans and non-binary, Alona Walker. Alona was at General Assembly with me and uses they, them pronouns and told me, I really wish my congregation knew and I'll pause and say, that's my home congregation, First Unitarian Milwaukee. I wish they knew it's okay to be confused and to ask questions. What breaks my heart, Alona says, is the constant passive-aggressive statements and microaggressions at or about trans people and about me. It's the older congregants that stand out to me the most they say, by rolling their eyes passive-aggressively at my request to use my pronouns. Their hurt was palpable to me. My friend Mark, who identifies as male or transmasculine, wants you to know that sexuality and gender are two different things, and that unconditional love and acceptance saves lives. Mark says, I don't care about the occasional misgendering, but my mom not accepting me really hurt. I guess that's why I have trouble attaching to people. Many in Mark's Indonesian family do not have any relationship with him at all because they do not accept his gender identity. Mark is very grateful that his brother is close to him. Seminarian I went to school with, who's now ordained and fellowshiped in our 
and our faith, Reverend Andrew Moy, who's also on the steering committee for trust, asked me to tell you, there's no one way to be trans. There's a whole spectrum of trans identities and experiences, and each one is unique and beautiful. Don't assume that you know or understand the trans experience because you've heard one story. Lean into the uncertainty. Shelly Gregory, another local activist who also works for Forge and sometimes attends First U Milwaukee, told me, people of consciousness need to speak up and step up. She's talking to us. The environment in which we live presently is devastating, devastating and dangerous to us. The reinforcement of hatred exhausts me, Shelley says. To have one's existence, just your existence, constantly challenged and questioned. To be made to feel like we're not entitled to respectful recognition of our humanity exhausts me. Shelley says, I have thick skin. I do my work, nose to the grindstone often providing the most basic information or advocacy to trans people struggling in so many ways. Struggling with poverty and all its attendant consequences, but also with getting up and greeting each day. Mapping and navigating whatever obstacles are thrown down in front of us and relieved to greet each night. Our world our society that has the privilege of disregard, of dismissal, of division, is killing us. It's killing some of us literally. The pervasiveness of environmental toxicity and hate is nearly too much for many of us to bear. Shelley asks all of us, what is an ally? Who really are my allies? Who is out in front of me as I have been for others? From their position of relative privilege, are you there making the road smooth and wide? Are you raising your voices every time hatred surfaces, in every meeting, at every meal, in every institution and system we encounter? Shelly is begging us, begging us to do so. And I'm begging you to stay after church for delving deeper with me. We're all here to learn together. And learning from our Forge trainers today, I want you to join me in hearing your community and playing and learning together. May it be so, and amen. <laughs>